What's up, guys? Welcome to No Regard, the number one basketball podcast in the world, because we say so. I'm your co-host, Vas Mubin. Army? How's it going, everybody? Nice to see you again. Um, Army, how you doing? My day's been pretty good. Short day, but a little productive now that we're filming the podcast. We haven't done it in, what, two weeks? It's been a minute. How about you lower your mic a little so they can see your mouth move? I'm sorry. I know you guys like to watch these lips move. Yeah, you know how they like that. So, Army, um, right now, preseason is going on. uh, And obviously, we got a long way to go uh, in this NBA year. And maybe we're doing this too early, but it's for fun. So I want to get into our preseason award predictions and standing predictions and what just just what we think is going to happen throughout the season. Um, What do you think about that money? You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, a lot of people do this way too early prediction thing, and I think we're going to be the best of them. So let's let's do it. All right, money. So let's let's start off. Okay, let's start off with a banger. Army, what you got? What do you have for your MVP for this season? Wow. Okay, we're getting right into it. That's Let's a that's it. a big start. My MVP for this season is Mr. Kevin Durant. Oh. Yeah, I have um, I have the Durantula going number one because I think that he's a big time scorer. The Nets will probably be up there in the East, and I don't I don't think he'll miss much. I mean, the Nets' big things was injury problems, but he didn't contribute to that as much as the other two did last year. So I think he's my guy. So you don't think he might coast through the regular season a little bit, considering he does have Kyrie Irving potential. Well, Kyrie Irving is a whole nother topic because right. of the whole COVID-19 situation. We don't know if he's going to be playing for half the season unless he gets vaccinated. He's probably not going to be able to play in, in the home games. Um, so is that is that why does that lean you towards picking Kevin Durant because he has to pick up Kyrie's slack? So that that could play a part, but even if Kyrie and James Harden are there, those two are more of a layoff type of guy than Kevin Durant. What does that mean? I mean, those two will do a lot of regular season loading and uh, taking off games, even when things aren't really not necessary, you know. So I think Kevin Durant, um, out of those three, will put on the best season. And I think he'll be widely regarded as the best player in the world next year. I don't know if I regard him as that, but we'll see. Wow. So you think he's going to become the best player in the world? No, I don't. I said he'd be widely regarded as the best player in the world. So you think most people will think that he's the best player in the world? Yes. I mean, he was already voted the best player in the world last year. All right. Put your mic down so they can see your beautiful lips. Good. I think it's just you that wants to see these lips. We are from Missouri. Uh, okay, let's move on. Well, all right, I'm going to give my MVP prediction, all right? Right, let's hear it. So, look, this was tough. This was really tough. Obviously, uh, here's what played into it for me. I was looking at guys like Damian Lillard, who has to put a lot of load on his shoulders uh, so he could have a great season. But I don't think the Blazers are going to have a great season as as a whole. I looked at Anthony Davis. He got a lot bigger this season. He didn't perform super well in the playoffs. He had injuries. He might be coming back for a revenge season. Consider that. But then I thought, hey, their team needs some time to gel as well. And he has a lot of guys around him, too, even though it's his team now that they say. Um, 
I I don't know if he's going to be MVP worthy this season. Looking at Luka Doncic as well, I don't think the Mavericks are going to have a great season. That's my opinion. I I think they're going to underperform. I think think Jason Kidd and Luka are going to butt heads a lot. And in order to win MVP, you have to be on a good team as well. So I asked myself, what player is going to be the best player on a very good team this season? Perhaps a surprise team. Not a surprise team, but maybe a team that, you know, I'm just going to get into it. I have Devin Booker winning the MVP this season. Wow. Devin wow. Booker is going to lead the Suns to the second seed, wow. and he is going to win MVP. I think it's time for him. He, he underperformed in the finals. He's coming back for a, a revenge season. He's ready to win MVP. There's still He could average 30 a game in his sleep, I believe. It's about him putting that in his mind, and that's what he's going to do this season, I believe. I think he's ready to prove himself as one of the best players in the NBA. He's not top 10 for me right now, but by the end of next season, I believe he will be. If you gave me 10 tries, I would not have guessed Devin Booker to be your MVP pick. Well, look, I don't – you chose Kevin Durant. I disagree because I think KD – what, he's 32? He's going to be 32 this year? He's going to have a great regular season, and he might become the best player in the world. Right now, I don't have him as best player in the world still. But at the same time, he has such a great team around him. I don't think he's going to be carrying the super heavy load that I think Devin Booker – Booker's going to have to carry a way heavier load than Durant. Right. Is that fair to say? Oh, that's fair to say, but can he carry as heavy of a load as Durant? I mean, his heavy load is Durant's light load. Durant is a whole different being and level than Devin Booker. So him averaging 30 doesn't mean as much as D-Book averaging 30 because Durant's 30 is an everyday night, I'm not for real, trying 30. D-Book is, wow, D-Book dropped 30 on him. Wow, good shot. Like, that's those are two different levels. I disagree. I think this year, Devin Booker's going to make a huge jump, and he's already a great player. I think he's going to make a, another big jump. And obviously, they still have Chris Paul. They have a solid team around him still. I don't think they're going to make it to the finals again, but I think they're going to be a very good team in the West still. And I think the whole team is ready, is ready to – revenge they're ready to fight for revenge because last season they should have won the finals a lot of people thought they thought they're up 2-0 in the finals and i think they'll be rejuvenated for this season okay good to hear so did you do runner-up and dark horses i did i did well i didn't do a runner-up for the mvp let me hear your dark horse mvp your your sleeper pick for the mvp okay Uh, do you don't want to hear my runner-up Okay, give me that. Give me that. My runner-up's LeBron James. Wow. Okay. No. So you, I you're, do thinking, believe, you're throwing it old school right now. Yes, I do believe the two greatest players in the NBA playing today will go head-to-head. I do. I think LeBron James in his 19th seasons wants to show everybody that he is not the Washington King. He still stands alone as the king of the NBA. I think LeBron James wants to show I can win an MVP at age 37 and no one can stop me from doing so. So I believe LeBron James is the runner up. Now, do I think that's more likely than Kevin Durant? No, because Kevin Durant 
cruises through really easily. And he tries a bit harder than LeBron in the regular season. He doesn't go eight mode, but he definitely tries in the regular season. Uh, you know, as a LeBron fan, I wish I could agree with you on this because I would love to see LeBron have one of his great seasons like he did more so when he was younger, when he gave a huge, much more effort in the regular season than he does now more so coast through the regular seasons, wait for the playoffs, and then steps up. Granted, he's probably the best coaster of the regular season ever. He averages 25 a game in his sleep in the regular season, makes it look easy, 25, 7, and 7. But that's the thing. I don't I don't think I, – I think LeBron is going to it's, – it's about the playoffs for LeBron. Everybody knows what he can do in the regular season. That's not important. Winning a fifth MVP, sure, it puts him right up there with Mike. But at what cost are you going to do that? Like you said, he's 36. Or he's, yeah, he's 36 now. He's going to be 37 this season. At what cost is it for you to win the MVP? Because if you're expending yourself every single night and you're not ready and you're not rested come playoff time and your body isn't ready for that, then that work that that a huge amount of effort that you put in throughout the regular season is going to take its toll in the playoffs. I think LeBron knows that and LeBron's smarter than that. I don't think he's going to come out and have this amazing regular season that you, you, you predict that he is though. Okay. Well, then we'll see, I guess. What about your dark horse? Let's hear it. Okay. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. My dark horse my sleeper pick for the MVP this year is Zach Levine. Wow. Yeah, you got no, some interesting I, picks. I know I do. I know I do. I have some interesting takes. Because listen, I have Zach Levine because I predicted that the Bulls are going to win 50 games this year. And I believe Zach Levine is going to is going to take another huge step. He averaged 27 last year. So I don't think he's going to average a huge amount of more points. His scoring actually might go down because of the pieces that he has around him but because he has those pieces the bulls are going to be getting so much more attention and winning more games i have the bulls at the third seed this year so i think i think with the addition of demar and lonzo they're going to be a competitive team and right now zach was so great in 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 this past season but he didn't get the media attention to put him in MVP discussions and the teams weren't winning games as well to put him in the MVP discussion but this year is a whole nother story because we know what Zach can do we know he can average 27 a game I think I see him averaging a similar amount this year with the change of now the team is winning games that's a huge factor obviously in winning MVP that's why he's my sleeper pick for MVP this year Okay, well, that is a hell of a sleeper pick, I must say. My sleeper pick, uh, I, I must say my picks were a little more generic than yours because I've seen, I've seen Russell Westbrook be the sixth seed and win MVP. But, so, but how often does that happen? Not often. It not only very. happened before Russell Westbrook. Last time that happened was Larry Bird, you know, so that doesn't happen very often. Luka Doncic was my sleeper pick, and it's a sleeper for a reason. The Mavericks aren't going to be the best team in the NBA. Luka Doncic, however, might be the best player in the NBA. So I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised if next year we called Luka Doncic the best player in the NBA. So, um, yeah, that's why he's my sleeper. 
so you think he's your sleeper because you don't think the Mavericks will be a great team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And typically, yeah, because... and typically yeah. you have to be a top two, top three seed for you to win MVP. Historically, yeah. historically speaking, that is the case most of the time. Right. right? For sure. Okay. I see where you're coming. I, I do see where you're coming from. But I would not consider Luka Doncic a, a sleeper pick for MVP. I think for a lot of people, he's probably their pick for MVP. So yeah, I guess sleeper is supposed to more so be bold and out there. But it might be bold and out there considering the Mavericks team. KP, a lot of people shoot on him a lot. And good reasoning behind it after last year. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I think he's going to have a phenomenal personal season. And if he was on, if he had better pieces around him, I would pick him for MVP. But MVP, but I don't think the Mavericks are going to be a great team. So, but I, I see where you're coming from. You think, yeah, he, you think he's going to have a great season as well. You think you think Luca's going to butt heads with J Kid? I do. I think that will be the that will be a huge factor in the Mavericks not being a great team this year. I see them having struggles. I see, like I said, I see Luca having a great season by himself. But I think Jason Kidd is extremely intense. And Luca, Luca, I mean, he's a great guy, but he has an ego as well. He wants things run his way a lot of the time as well. He wants the ball in his hands a lot. And maybe that's what will happen. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe they're both super competitive. So they're both going to have an extreme amount of respect for each other. That could be the case too. But also when you have two big guys, big, big dogs like that. And I don't, in terms of leadership and, and an ego that a lot of the times is a recipe for, for conflict. Yeah, speaking of Luca's ego, I think he has to take a really big step back in terms of his situation with the refs. He led the league in text last year, right? Oh, did he? I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, I believe that Luca by far led the league in text leader. Technical fouls, yeah. NBA tech. Yeah. Um, because his thing is after every play, he complains for – no, okay, I'm sorry. He wasn't the leader. Uh, Dwight was. Then Devin Booker and then and then um, Luka Doncic. But um, after every play, he starts bitching about – even if he gets an and one, he'll just be like, why didn't you call, you know, why didn't you call a flagrant? Like, just stupid stuff. Let's do it. You can go first. All right. So, my number one, Marcus Smart. Oh, okay. That's my guy. I got a guard winning this year. Yeah, very rare. Yep, yep. And uh, I think he's been a top three, top five perimeter defender in the NBA for his whole career, basically. So, uh, I think there's no reason that he – I mean, I think he's going to play a really big role for the Celtics this year, even on the offensive end, which actually still makes a difference for the defensive player of the year. If you're a no-name offensively in our amazing defender, you're not going to win the defensive player of the year. So I think he's going to play a big role, and I think he is going to show the world, especially in the playoffs and things of that sort, that he is the best hustle guy in the league and one of the best defenders in the league. That's that's a that's a good take. You know, I was I was considering him for my defensive player of the year, but then I I just look at history and I'm like, it's very rare that a guard wins defensive player of the year. 
So that is one, that's the reason I didn't choose somebody like that. And also I wanted to say Marcus Smart is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. And you know who I think does not get enough credit for his defense is Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's perimeter defense is absolutely insane. And nobody really talks about it either, but I think he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Yeah. And he's not in that discussion a lot of the time, which I feel like is really disrespectful to his defensive game, but that's a whole nother topic. When he was on the Lakers, when when, when Avery Bradley was on the Lakers, me and Vasse were obviously Lakers fans at the time because LeBron had just LeBron. That was LeBron's second year. Oh, I've always been a Lakers fan, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, Avery Bradley, we would not worry when we played a team with a good guard at all. Because Avery Bradley locked up, even full court, he'd ride you. He'd ride you so good all the Pause. way till the end of the f- No, all the way till the end of the floor. Pause on that. Um, he'd ride you till the end. Okay. All right. We're done with that. Bam Adebayo is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Great pick. Listen, Bam Adebayo, we all know how great a defender he is, how versatile of a defender he is. And it's interesting because – the stats, uh, the defensive stats are so difficult because a lot of the times you can be a great defensive player and the stats won't show. And I'm not just talking about rebounds and uh, I mean, not just talking about blocks and steals, I'm talking about even like defensive ratings and and uh, defensive win shares, win, win shares, win shares. <laughs> and Bama Adebayo doesn't have great stats in terms of that. I think he's 49th in the NBA in defensive win win shares, and he's not very high in uh, defensive rating either. But when you watch him play defense, the eye test is there because he's an amazing pick-and-roll defender, one of the best in the NBA, possibly second-best pick-and-roll defender in the NBA behind Anthony Davis, in my opinion. He can guard outside as well. Great interior defender, gets blocks. What about that block on Jason Tatum in the playoffs? Amazing right. block. Um, and in addition to that, they just added Kyle Lowry. They have a big three of defense now, which is interesting. Lowry, Butler, and Adebayo. And I think they're going to have a phenomenal season this year. I think I have them at the fourth seed, um, which gains recognition for Adebayo. And um, I, I have Adebayo winning, Bam Adebayo winning Defensive Player of the Year. So I was in Miami last week, right? And I went to the Miami Heat store. While I was there, I got this Dwayne Wade Vice jersey. Very nice jersey. I love it. They had a crap load of Tyler Hero jerseys. You know whose jerseys they didn't have? Bams. Bam. Bam. They didn't have Bam jerseys. They had Tyler shirts, Tyler jerseys of all colors, Tyler jerseys. They had the new Andre Guadala jerseys. Why do you not have Bam jerseys? It made no sense. They had Jimmy jerseys. They, they had Udonis jerseys. They didn't have Bam jerseys. But, yeah, sorry. I just had to rant about that real quick. Yeah. Um, Bam, yeah. I mean, I totally understand. He's insanely versatile. He can guard. Honestly, he could guard one through five, depending on the one, obviously. And um, he moves a lot like Clint Capella, kind of like a smaller big that can move his feet really well. So I. That's a great pick. I've got two more guys. Okay, let's see them. So with Ben Simmons likely to be out of Philadelphia by the start of the season, 
Matisse Thibault takes on a huge role for the 76ers. Matisse Thibault was the best defender in the NCAA at a time. I believe he has the ability to be the best defender in the NBA. He is very talented defensively, and he gets the numbers defensively. I know we're not big numbers defensively guy, but he gets them done. He can clamp up a lot of guys that most guys can't clamp up. And, and then, he, sorry to interrupt. He has great hands as well as a defender. Great hands. Go ahead. Really good. I'm sure they're soft. Pause. Number three for my defensive player of the year runnings. Very bold take I got here. Mr. Lonzo Ball. Another man with great hands. Another man with really quick, fast hands. Yeah. Can really get it done with his hands. And, Pause. Um, Anyway, Lonzo can guard bigs. I saw him clamp up Laurie Markinen the other day. And uh, he's, yeah, he's really fast. He can guard all the way from the start of the court to the end of the court. And he's, he's quick with his feet, quick in the passing lanes. Lonzo's got it all. I, okay. Now, I, just, I don't think Lonzo will be in the discussion, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, and he's, he's, he's a good very good defender, solid defender, great hands, like we said. Um, let's move on, though. You want What's your most improved player of the year, Army? Let me hear that. I've got three again. Okay, wow, you came, you came ready. Yeah, I came ready. But number one, you mean? Yeah, that's your number one. KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. Most improved, Kevin Porter Jr. Most improved. And I know we all know how good he is. But he doesn't actually, he, he didn't really get the opportunity to show how good he was last year. This year, he's got a full season to put on show how good he is. I mean, he's amazing. And every time I see him, I think about the clip of him going uh, double, him going under the legs in that high school game behind the back. Yeah. I believe yep. that is the best high school best. I believe that is the best basketball play I have ever seen in my life. He it was the coolest goes, for sure. Coast to coast, he goes under his legs. What? I said it was one of the coolest for sure. Yeah, by yes, without question, one of the coolest basketball players I've seen in my life. Uh, and then in the NBA, he's he's talented. He's a lefty assassin for sure. So yeah, I got him averaging twenty this year. Yeah, that's really interesting. You said that because well, he averaged twenty last year. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't. So that's that's. Because I had him as my most improved player as well. Oh. I did a lot of research on him. Uh, I did a lot of research on the most improved player because this was a really tough one for me to choose. I was going to put him there. He was in my running. And then I said, he averaged 20 a game last year. I don't know how much he's going to improve. And obviously, it's not just all about points because Julius Randle last year averaged around, uh, he averaged, I think, like 23 last year, the year before he averaged 20. So it wasn't a huge jump, but you could see he was a far better player than what he was the year before right. for sure um so i i kicked kevin porter jr out because because he averaged 20 last year and like it's 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 hard to improve i don't know how much he can improve as a player unless it's about his efficiency because he uh he does lack efficiency and he will be having a lot of opportunities on the rockets but it's don't think he's going to become very much more efficient. I see him averaging around 20 a game still again this year. So I, I didn't put him there. I have um, Cam Reddish as my most improved player of the year. 
And I say this because a lot of the times players in their third year take a big jump. And that's the situation. That's what the situation is for Cam Reddish. Um, he's, he's on the Hawks. I think his, his role is going to be uh, increased this year. Um, and I think just with more improvement, more work into his game, that third-year jump is going to be big for him. He has a lot of room for improvement, only averaged around 11 a game last year. Uh, not a great three-point percentage as well. I'm sure he wants to improve that. Uh, I think he shot 26%, 27% from three, and he was known as a three-point shooter in coming out uh, coming out of college. So I like his game. I think he's a solid shooter, uh, athletic player, can create his own shot at times as well. I could see him averaging around 16 a game on 38% from three, uh, which is, would be a huge improvement for him and help the Hawks a lot. So after that game in the playoffs last year, where he shoot, showed his fair share of flashes, yeah, I understand why you're saying Cam Reddish right now. Cam Reddish is good. He's very good at basketball. And for one, that's why he's in the NBA. For two, that's why I think you might be right. He is up there for most improved player for sure. He's, he's got the bag. He just, we don't know if he'll use the bag, you know? Yeah, Um, no, I agree. So let's hear your second and third pick. Uh, yeah, I'll just go quick, quick with them. Number two, Lonzo ball. I think he's in the right situation this year. I think he's going to be a top 10 point guard in the league this year. And I think that he is uh, an improved three point shooter. He's probably going to shoot around 40% from three this year, which I mean, is not surprising after what we've been seeing recently from him. And he's an amazing defender. He's a great scorer, amazing defender and a top five passer in the NBA. So, and one of the best rebounding point guards in the NBA. I don't see a world where Alonzo Ball isn't insanely improved next year. Uh, number three, I have Lonnie Walker from the San Antonio Spurs. Well, that's he's an a, interesting one. Yes, he, he's a freak athlete. He's really talented, good defender. And I believe the Spurs will uh, be special next year, which is one of my bold takes. All right. Um, I actually did have a second pick, and I'm only saying I I usually wouldn't throw it in there, but I'm just saying it because I also have Lonzo Ball number two. He was very I was very much considering him putting him as my most improved player, um, but I don't think a lot. I think um, with the addition of Zach and Demar, uh, I think he will. He I think he'll have a great season himself, but I don't think the. Um, the credit of the team's success will be given to him enough. So that's why I didn't put him as my most improved player of the year. But I think the Bulls are going to be playing at a much faster pace, which fits Lonzo and is going to help out his stats a lot. And um, he just he, he, there's just more media attention on the Bulls as well, which is going to be which is an important factor. And um, he has potential to make a huge impact on the Bulls. So I did. Um, I had him up there, so I'll throw him in as my number two, even though I don't like doing number twos and threes. Let me hear your rookie of the year money. Uh, yeah, I put $250 on this guy, so let's keep it how it is. I have Jalen Green winning rookie of the year. Okay, you put $250 on Jalen Green winning rookie of the year? Okay. Yeah, he's the why? best rookie why. in the draft. Uh, because he's the best rookie in the draft. He can score at will. He can literally score 25 a game his rookie year. He's He's obviously an insane athlete. He can shoot the basketball. His moves are like no other, very agile, very quick. Um, I mean, I don't really care if he plays any good defense as long as he scores the ball. Cause that's basically what rookie of the year is about. So yeah, I've got Jalen green. And he's on the rocket. So he, I mean, I, that 
they're not going to be very good. So he'll have yeah. some opportunity to winning doesn't matter for rookie of the year. That's a good point. So. I agree. Uh, so I was considering Jalen Green, but I give the edge to Cade Cunningham because I believe, like I said, Jalen Green is on the Rockets, but the Rockets also have Christian Wood. They also have Kevin Porter Jr. I don't, I mean, I think they'll be focused on him, but those guys are going to want their spotlight as well. So that's why I didn't choose Jalen Green. I chose Cade Cunningham because on the Pistons, it's his team. It's all about Cade Cunningham's development. And I think um, that's what he's going to do this year. He's a solid shooter, great passer, solid ball, great ball handler as well. Um, it's like six, seven and a point guard. So uh, good size for his position as well. So I got, I got Cade Cunningham. He has the keys to the offense for, for the Pistons. So I think it's Cade Cunningham, do whatever you want, progress right. and become a better player. That's all the Pistons are focused on. So that's why I give it to Cade. So I like Cade. Uh, no, I don't like it. I lied, but I, I don't have a problem with Cade. And I think he's really great, very talented. And if he was on another team, maybe I'd give it to Cade. But I haven't remembered a time where the Pistons have successfully developed a player. Like, I haven't even seen a time where the Pist- Pistons have rehabilitated a player. Look at Blake. Yeah. Sadiq Bey is good. Andre Drummond could have been better. And now we're seeing that he was only seen as Andre Drummond because he was on the Pistons. What did that? Did you hear what that NBA scout said the other day? Yeah, tell the viewers what they said. Yeah, yeah. So Andre had about 19 and 14 in like the first half or something for the 76ers or something, or maybe it was in the full game. But this NBA scout or somebody in the NBA world said, like, I've never yeah, seen I, someone put up like 19 and 14 and have no impact on the basketball game. Yeah. What did he say? Do you remember? Well, he's the NBA scout said Andre Drummond could have 30 points and 20 rebounds and have no impact on the game. Right. Very right. interesting. I don't know if I could agree that a player that had 30 points and 20 rebounds would have no impact on the game, but that's his take, I guess. But I agree Andre Drummond's stats are not super impactful, mainly because he's been on bad teams, though. So, I mean, aside from the Lakers, now he's on the Sixers, but on he was on the Cavs and the Pistons. It's not like his stats helped them win, obviously, because they weren't winning. Well, when we were watching his Lakers games, we wanted him off the floor and we wanted Montrezl on the floor. You remember that, right? I, yeah, I was a huge proponent of Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not a big Andre Jones. But anyway, that's off topic. I don't think the Pistons are good at developing players. I don't have Cade winning. Okay, so um, what about six men of the year for you? Let me hear that. Oh, let, let me hit rookie of the year. You did the second and third, my second and third. Wow, that's so soft. Go ahead. Because uh, I've got. Why is that soft? It's soft because you're giving yourself a backup. No, I'm not giving a backup. Giving yourself less room because I put fifty bucks on this guy too. And my return is whoo. Josh Giddy is my number two. Josh Giddy in Oklahoma from Australia. That boy's tough with it. He's got insane IQ. I don't know how good at basketball he is, but he's one of those guys that's like, I'm smarter than you. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw some dimes. I'm going to get some easy buckets. I, I might have him winning. Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell's a killer. He's a beast. I have him as my number three. Okay. Josh Giddy has amazing TikToks, by the way. Shout out to Josh, Josh Giddy on TikTok. He's very cute. Okay. Um, do you have a six men of the year? 
because I forgot to do one. <laughs> I forgot to do it. I forgot it was an award. But <laughs> let's think off the top of blank. Off the top of my head, I like Kendrick Nunn. I don't know how much potent. I don't know how much opportunity he's going to have on the Lakers. But I'm literally just spitballing off the top of my head. Yeah, honestly, I for- I don't know why I forgot that was an award. I mean, yeah, I just completely blanked on six. I'm gonna again. say. I'm gonna say, uh, Terrence Mann. From the Clippers. From the Clippers. Okay. Oh, that's a good pick, actually. I like that pick. Might yeah. start though. Might start with Kawhi. Out. If he starts, then I have Reggie Jackson. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I like that. What if Red? I think Reggie Jackson would probably start too, though. You think they're gonna start those two? Kawhi, Paul George. Kawhi's not gonna. Kawhi's not playing. Oh, you're saying okay. He's injured. Right. So I don't know. Okay, whatever. whatever. Screw six man of the year. Let's... Yeah. Um, coach of the year. Do you have a coach of the year? Coach of the year, I believe will probably. I mean, I don't have it. If I'm being honest, once again. You but, forgot. Uh, okay. Did Did you forget? No, I I have a coach of the year. Okay, you go first, then. Well, I think. Okay. My coach of the year, interesting take Willie Green for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I think that. Just I think Van Gundy wasn't the right pick last year for for the Pelicans. He was paying, playing too slow, and those young guys needed to play fast in order to be successful, especially uh, Lonzo. Lonzo uh, did not fit in that slow-paced system. Um, and I think with the more fast pace um, and and youthful coach like that, with uh, that's more open to a fast-paced system, I think that will be beneficial to the Pelicans. So he's kind of... I think he's going to come out of nowhere and win uh, coach of the year. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, Ben Gundy kind of held them back. And um, I think the Pelicans will improve this year. I have them making the playoffs this year. Okay. That's, that's, that's a, my, my other pick was, um, was Billy Donovan. Cause I, but I don't know how much uh, for the Chicago bulls, but I don't know how much, uh, he, I'm a, I don't know how much he will get credited for the team's success, or will the narrative be, oh, they added Lonzo and Demar, so I, that's why I didn't choose him as my coach of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it simple with mine. I mean, I would definitely give it. I think there's like three guys that are the best coach, four guys that are best coaches in the NBA without question. The Spurs aren't good enough, but the best coach ever, in my opinion, is Greg Popovich, and. Um, the current best coach in the NBA is Mike Malone, in my opinion. So I have Mike Malone winning coach of the year from the Nuggets. Uh, Brad Stevens is a mastermind. Quinn Schneider is a mastermind. But um, Mike Malone is the best coach in the NBA right now, I think. I like that pick. I mean, Spo is up there, too. Uh, Eric Spolstra is obviously always up there. I like that pick. I can mess with that. Do you have a surprise team? A team that's going to uh, just surprise people? Yeah, I have the San Antonio Spurs. Why? Surprising people. I believe that they'll make the playoffs. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, the Spurs will make the playoffs because they have something to prove. I believe this will be Pop's last year of coaching, and they have a reason to make the playoffs. They have a motive. A lot of teams don't have a motive. They also have the talent. I mean, they don't have star talent. They have chemistry. They have grit. They have grind. They have work ethic. They have strong players. They've got players from places we don't want to go to. So I am I am uh, scared of the Spurs, first thing. Second thing, if I was in the NBA, I would be even more scared of the Spurs because they have something to prove. They My were a playoff team for about 20 years straight, and they want to get back there. 
Okay. My surprise team is the Hornets this year. I think they added a few good pieces in Terry Rozier and uh and um fucking Kelly Oubre Jr. Obviously, for obvious reasons. They had Rozier. They had Rozier. Yeah, they had Rozier. They had Rozier. But I think he's taken a more leadership role from what I've seen. Um and Lonzo Ball's improvement. I think Lonzo. Will, I mean Lamelo. <laughs> Lamelo's improvement. Uh, will be huge this year, I think. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre Jr. I see them. I don't have them making the playoffs, but I have them fighting for a playoff spot. I have them in the play-in tournament. Um, but so I, that's I, not really a surprise team. They were there last year. They were the eighth they, seed and then got kicked out. No, they weren't the eight. I think they're the tenth seed. No, they got kicked out last year. They were supposed to make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, because uh, because who came in? Indiana and. And there was another – oh, the Wizards. Okay. The Wizards well, were like the – yeah. Throw that out the window then. I don't have a surprise team. Okay, let's get into our standings, and then we'll go into our finals, and then we'll wrap can, it up. Can I say something really quick? Go for it. Have you been watching any Kyle Kuzma highlights or anything recently? I saw him get – I haven't watched preseason. I think preseason is pretty useless. I – um. I saw clips of him get – I've seen highlights, obviously, but not full games. I've uh, watched clips of him trying to get in his bag and then get a travel call on him, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Kyle's just so funny to me. I just think he's so bad at basketball. And I've thought no. that for he's so long, Russell. I've been saying that to you. No, he's not a bad basketball player. He just gets hated on so much. He's literally he a tall – varsity basket he's he's a he's a tall moves good high school basketball player disagree gotta disagree he's a d1 guy he's a d1 guy that's six nine and can shoot sometimes i gotta disagree but we have to move on let me hear your western conference standings army one through eight yeah. just one through eight not I standings i guess who's gonna make the playoffs because now there's a play-in tournament just the eight teams that are gonna make the playoffs out of the west okay Number one, got the L.A. Lakers getting bold with it already. Number two, the Denver Nuggets with my coach of the year, Mike Malone. Number three, the Phoenix Suns. Number four, the Golden State Warriors. I think they'll struggle a little bit getting into it, but I think they'll get back to their spot. I mean, second half of the season, I think they'll be on a roll. Uh, Number five, the Jazz dropping a lot. Number six, the Clippers. I mean, Paul George, top 10 player in the league. I don't care what anyone says. No, that's a hot take, considering yeah. we don't know how long if Kawhi is going to play or not. Yep. Paul George is really hated on. This, the Clippers are a really good team. But Paul George is the shit. He's tough. So why didn't you have Paul George in your MVP discussion? Because they're number six. Okay. But you think he's going to have a phenomenal year to carry this? Yeah. Team? Okay. Yeah. The Dallas. Well, I do also think Kawhi's. That's under the assumption Kawhi comes back for a good period of time. Okay, that's fair because we don't actually know. Okay, go. Yeah, ahead. yeah. Uh, number seven, the Dallas Mavericks. I have them slipping into the playoffs. So you have them struggling this season as well. Yes, I have them struggling. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're and, both on the same yeah. page there. Yeah, because I I just believe that. I mean, I don't know if they have any guys that are going to step up to the plate. And then, they didn't really number, add anything this offseason. No, not at all. Number eight, I have my surprise team, San Antonio. 
Okay, I mess with that. I think San Antonio is a really hot take. They don't really have – you look at their roster and you're like, there's – when I looked at it, I was like, there's no way this team's making playoffs. Actually, I went through the Western Conference and I eliminated a few teams off the bat that I said there's no chance. I eliminated Houston, the Thunder. I mean, I eliminated the Rockets, the Thunder, and uh, the Spurs as teams that have no chance of making the playoffs. So, uh Wow. That's interesting. Keep, um, people like you make them want to play, make the playoffs. What'd you say? People like you are the reason they're going to make the playoffs. All right. I'll give you mine. So I'm, I'm right there with you with the Lakers at the number one seed. Uh, I think they'll, I don't think they'll struggle very, very much. I think they're going to get off, off and running. Uh, they might struggle a little bit in the beginning, but I think their chemistry is going to build pretty quick because they're all smart basketball players that have played a long time. I have the Phoenix Suns, number two. Like I said, Devin Booker, MVP season. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year, and the whole team is ready for revenge this year. Utah Jazz, number three. They're always good. They're they're always a solid basketball team. Uh, Donovan Mitchell keeps getting better. I, I love Donovan Mitchell. I love watching him play. Uh, and obviously, your favorite player, Rudy Gobert. Um, he's so hot. Yeah, okay. Pause. Um I also have Golden State number four. I think they'll have a solid season. Yeah, number four seed for them. I have Denver Nuggets number five. You have them dropping a bit. I do have them dropping a little bit. Even I mean, they're they're still a good team, but the West is just so competitive. They have to go somewhere. Well, and I don't I have think they'll Utah. be a top four seed. I have Utah dropping, and you have Denver dropping. We have those two. Yeah, reverse. That's interesting. Well, I have Denver number two. Yeah, I don't have them as. I mean, they're they have the. Defending MVP, Jamal Murray only gets better. They only get better. I'm sorry. They just added another great big JaVale McGee, McGee which I think is going to actually work great with Jokic. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, I have the Pelicans, number six. I think the Pelicans. Whoa. Uh, yep. I think I think the Pelicans, the Pelicans will make the playoffs this year. Who the as, hell is on the, the number six seed? They'll make the playoffs. I think Zion, Zion is going to have a great season. He averaged 27 a game last year, but with the new coaching, like I said, they're going to be a lot better. Willie Green is a good fit for them. He's going to be more fast paced. They will make the playoffs this year. Uh, so <clears throat> allow for more freedom. Who the hell is on the Pelicans? Zion Williamson, uh, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Uh, they got – what's that guy? Uh, Valanchunas. Name, I'm blanking on his name. Valanchunas. Uh, yeah, Valanchunas. No, but I was talking about uh, – Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, him Him too. You're you're making my case right now. That's, that's five. We're at five. No, that's six. Um, <laughs> no, that's five. Yeah, and then what? what's the other guy's name? Graham. There's a reason you're blanking on his name. He's obviously oh, not. He, no, he was a good player. He's on the Hornets. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, I don't know. Caleb, uh, the, the one of the twins. No, know. one of the twins is in uh, Chicago, I think. But um, anyway, it's. Devontae uh, Graham. Devontae Graham. Devontae oh, Devontae Graham. Graham. Okay. He's a, they just added him. Um, yeah, Jackson Hayes. They're, they're a solid team, Army. They're not a bad team. I they're think they're not players. great. So you, They're you better do. than the Spurs on paper. On paper, you're right. The Spurs are the reason that on, on paper, I agree, the Spurs might be one of the worst teams in the NBA. But there's a reason I call Greg Popovich the greatest player, I mean the greatest coach in the NBA. And there's a reason 
I give them a fighting chance because they're all fighters. Okay. All right. Let's hear your. I have the Mavericks this. number seven. The Mavericks will be the number seven seed. They're gonna have real. They're gonna have struggles this year. Jason Kidd and Luka Doncic, like I said, they're gonna be button heads throughout the year. I don't think they're gonna have a great year, and I think they're gonna have some have to make some big roster changes if they want to keep Luka happy because obviously he wants to win. He's a dog. He's competitive. Um, but this year they will struggle, I believe. Um, and I have the Grizzlies as the eighth seed. Memphis, I, I do not. The Los Angeles Clippers will not make the playoffs this year. The Memphis Grizzlies will come in and make the playoffs. John Morant is going to have another great season. John Morant steps up when the time's needed. So I expect him to do the same thing this year. Okay, so well, what do you, how do you think Stephen Adams will do on the Grizzlies? He's he'll do what he always does set set hard solid screens pause and then he's gonna you know he finish when he needs to pause and he's he's gonna do whatever he has he he, he, does, what he does he does what he does. Jaron Jackson has, shoots like a fifth grader. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yeah, his shooting form's a little whack, but he and makes them, so. Speaking of my favorite player on the Grizzlies and one of I really like Dylan Brooks. Oh yeah. Yeah, he clamps player. up and he can shoot and he he's really he's a great player. But anyway, uh Grizzlies are a good pick. I mean, they're they're a fairly standard pick. So you want to move on to the east? Go for it. Oh, okay. Wait, by the way, we both left the Blazers out. I don't have the Blazers making playoffs this year. Me neither. The Blazers been too long. What? Yeah, they did not add anything to make them better. And I don't I don't have them if anything, they got worse. I I don't have to make them playoffs this year. I think this is La- Dame's last season in Portland. Wow. Okay. Did Yusuf Nurkic play all last season? No, he did not. Well, no, he no. Has he played well. portions of the season. But if you mean did he play the entire season? No, he didn't. Okay. Um. So he let's talk in the about playoffs, that. though. He did in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the East. Go. You start us off. Number one, still got Philly. Still got Philly. Okay. All right. Going right back at it with Philly. Back Even back, with number Ben one. Simmons controversy, you have Philadelphia number one. I think the Ben Simmons controversy is going to work great for Philadelphia. Well, whatever you add to Joel Embiid, it'll fit better than Ben Simmons did. And that's what I've always said. I've always said Ben Simmons doesn't fit with Joel Embiid, and you've always disagreed with me. But now we're seeing that their off-court chemistry is terrible. And also, um, I think that the Philadelphia 76ers have enough talent, even if you don't, like, just take off Ben Simmons from the team. They're a top three seed still. Like, they're that good. They're really a great basketball team. Because of Embiid, right? Yeah, because of Embiid, Tobias... Uh, to Maxwell, uh, I don't know who else they Maxie. still have. Tyrese Maxi. Maxi, Maxi, yeah. Um, I mean they've got they've got a great some a roster of great guys. Andre Drummond. Oh, uh, anyway, number two, uh, I've got Brooklyn. Okay. I don't Obvious. think I need to say anything. Number yeah. three, I have Milwaukee, the defending champions. They were number what four last year or something like that. No, number I don't know. They were number they're four. Last year. I think they were the first seed last year. No, because didn't they sweep Miami and no Philly was the first seed. Didn't Miami didn't oh, yeah. Milwaukee sweep Miami? I don't know. I don't know what they were. Anyway. They're the third seed, I think. Yeah, actually, you're right. 
Um, and number four goes to Boston. I think finally they're going to get it going. Wow. Uh, I, once again, I have Marcus Smart winning defensive player of the year. Jason Tatum hopefully has a really big season. I've always have been a Jalen Brown guy. He's my guy. Um, and then, yeah, number five, I've got the Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. I don't know if you've been watching Max Struss, have you? Watching what? Max Struss. I, I do not know who that is. Okay, wait, let me fast back real quick. Boston Celtics, Peyton Pritchard, that dude's the GOAT. He should be starting at point guard. He's insane. He's insane. Uh, number five, yeah, so Miami has a rookie named Max Struss. He's really great. Um, they've got Kyle Lowry, Jimmy. Oh, I know who you're talking about, actually. Bam, yeah, they're they're obviously really great. Uh, six goes to Chicago. The ball, Zach, has arrived. The ball, Zach's real. Uh, one second, Dre, Bam. One second. Um, sorry, that was our six-year-old little brother. Um, Chicago is um, – they're really great. I've been watching them in the preseason. I doubted it beforehand, but they're really fast-paced – Talented offensively. Fun and to then watch. Fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Atlanta, number seven, underperforming season. The star, great Trey Young. John Collins, I don't know if you saw that poster the other day. Absolutely insane. Yes. Holy crap. That could have already have been the dunk of the year. Yeah. That, that was crazy. And then number eight, I have uh, New York. Mm, big drop for New York. Yeah, and I don't even I mean, know if I got them number eight. I don't even know if they're in the playoffs. But... Really? You don't know if New York I, – I think they've solidified themselves. All right, let's hear yours, then. Mine is so different from yours, Army. Okay. I have Brooklyn number one, obviously. Great great team. I don't need to say anything. Milwaukee number two. I have the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls will be the third seed. Whoa. They're going to win 50 games. Fast-paced offense. Great uh, new big three in town. Look out for the Chicago Bulls. They're going to be a, a hell of a team to deal with. The Balzac isn't the big three. The Balzac is a big three. So be ready for that. They're going to be fun to watch, super fast pace, and a high-powered offense as well. Watch out the for the Balzac. The big three is coming. DeMar, Zach, and Vucevic. He, no, it doesn't fit with his name, so he's not part of it. Um, yeah, the ball, watch out for the Balzac. Um, I have Miami number four, like we kind of discussed earlier, good, good team, very solid defensive players on their team. Added Lowry, great addition to a great addition. Um, I have, I have the Knicks at the fifth seed, uh, (laughs) very different from you. I think, um, they got a lot better this season. Kemba Walker. No, they they added Kemba Walker. Julius Randle's getting better. RJ Barrett's getting better. Added Evan Fournier. They just got better this offseason. They made right moves, uh, brought back Derrick Rose. Good for them. Good for them. I don't They're think they be... got better. They did. I'm telling you. Is it's Mitchell Robinson fully healthy this yep, year? Yep, he's going to play this year too. That got them better. The addition of Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, I mean, Evan's, Evan's really talented offensively. Kemba's really talented offensively. Both of them suck at defense. And I mean, honestly, I have the number one defensive rated team in the league last year. So I don't think they're going to have a huge. uh, I think that a lot of the reason they were the number one defensive team was because their guards were also good defenders. Don't tell me Alfred Payton is a great defender. He's not as bad as Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker sucks at defense. I believe that Kemba's Walker, Kemba Walker's offense is far more valuable than Alfred Payton's defense, whatever. I don't even know if he brings any to the table. 
Look, Evan Fournier is literally as good as Kemba Walker. I'm I'm just gonna keep it straight. So, he's just as good offensively because he's more efficient and can score the same amount as Kemba did last year, and he's a better defender considering his length. Okay, than- whatever. The Knicks have both of them. Yeah, the Knicks have both of them, and they're not gonna fit together because both of them suck at playmaking. Are you serious? That's just not accurate at all. Kemba Walker's the ball g- handler of the team, and Evan Fournier's the the shooter. No, Evan is not a him. Evan is not an off ball guy. Yes, a hundred percent, he is. I don't, yes, he, he creates is. his own shot. Evan Fournier play. Yeah, have I have you- the Hawks number six, um, and then I have the Celtics number seven. Low low seed for them. I don't think they're going to be much better. Uh, they didn't really add anything to their team as well. Of the 76ers at the eighth seed. That makes no sense. That makes literally I think the no 76ers sense. are gonna struggle this year. And um Embiid can only do so much. He can only win you so so many games by himself. By himself. That yeah. By In himself. What world is Embiid by himself? The second best player to is Tobias Harris. He's a good player, but they're not gonna be they're not gonna be a top seed without another unless they make a great trade, which I hope happens because I'm a huge Embiid guy. I I hope for his success, but it, he can only do so much. As of now, in your mind, it sounds like you're literally just exiting Ben Simmons off of 76 without adding yes. anyone. Right. I well, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think they're gonna struggle either way, though. I do believe that. So there's about 27 teams in the NBA that don't have a clue what to do when Joel Embiid steps on the floor. There's 30. I mean, 29. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But, like, there's defensive mastermind teams that have done very good against Joel Embiid. He's unstoppable when he puts his mind to it. There's one player in the NBA that's unstoppable, and he's my MVP this season. But anyway, um, Joel Embiid... I don't see a world where they're the eighth seed. Tobias Harris was a borderline all-star this year. He's only stepping up this year. When T. Steibel runs the defensive city in Philadelphia, they have Tyrese Maxey, who we can see flashes of already. He's a really talented player. They have a fair share of pieces. Andre Drummond putting up 40 and 19 and nothing happens. So that's not a negative or positive impact. I don't, I don't know. It's not enough. They need another star. I need another star, and they don't Frick have on. One. No. Well, they have another star. They, Tobias is Tobias is as good as it's gonna get. He's at, he's Chris. He's Chris Middleton level almost. Better defender than Chris oh, is. Chris Middleton's far better than Tobias Harris, in my opinion. All right, let's let's move on to who's gonna win the finals, and then then we'll wrap it up. Okay. You can go first. I think we can both say it at the same time. Ready? Three. No, you go. Two. Go ahead. You go ahead. The LA Lakers are going to win the NBA Finals. I don't have doubt in my mind either. I'm right there with you. LA Lakers, too much experience. LeBron, AD, Westbrook, newly formed big three. I think they'll figure out how to work together. Obviously, great pieces around them as well with Carmelo, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Rondo, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, all these guys, all these pieces, pieces, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, they have so much firepower. So, and granted, the Nets do too. We we all know it's between the Lakers and the Nets uh, if both teams are healthy. 
but I think the Lakers have the edge. I think they'll figure out what to do. It's hard to bet against LeBron James. Yeah, we keep saying that. Now let's 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 have him show us something. Am I, am let's I right? do it. All right, money. This has been a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to No Regard, the number one basketball podcast in the world, because we say so. Find us on social media, all social medias, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at No Regard Media. Once again, on all social medias, at No Regard Media. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace.